Bixby podcast as I people may know I've kind of been taking a like posting episodes every other week just been busy working full-time again and out of school and doing other things so it's kind of hard to catch up with the podcast so here we are with episode seven and first I just want to start off by saying with everything going on in the world I think it's important to reach out to people uh, friends, family, just people that are close to you, reach out, see how they're doing. I know it's tough times. I've been talking to people that are close to me, and I definitely feel on edge, and I'm saddened about everything that's going on. And it's definitely helped out a lot to talk with people close to me and just hear what they have to say, and it's made me feel better. And I believe that this world is just better with all people, and I think that we can make this world better with every single individual that we have it doesn't matter uh anything like just people in general man like it just it makes the world a better place and i just want love that's just that's what it is i haven't really spoke out on anything about it and i just kind of keep to myself with it i don't know i'm definitely scared of everything that's going on it's it's a good movement i see but just stay safe out there and contact people close to you so with that, I want to introduce uh, Kevin. Why don't you give us a little introduction about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Much love, Bailey, for having me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Um, my name's Kevin, Kevin Lesh. People call me Kevlo as well, K-E-V-L-O-E. Um, I am now a concert promoter for CLM Presents, and I have been doing that for the past little over a year now, actually. My year was just in May, so I was pretty recent. Um, and I went to Winona State with Bailey. I graduated, yep. <laughs> uh, 2019, December, 2018, December, 2018, December. God, it's only almost been two years now. So, I <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what's, what's life been like for you, man? Just with everything <laughs> going on. I mean, what have you been up to? Yeah. Post-college is crazy. Yeah. 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 Post-college has been crazy. Like, cause again, I, I did like every, every other college kid did, right? Like, they prep you to send you off, like, you can work for these big companies, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, like, I had a great internship, man. Like, I worked for a software company called Infor, and then I was a business development rep, um, doing a lot of sales. It's kind of what I my degree was, sales and marketing, right? And then from there, like, I went on to uh, work for a company called Total Quality Logistics. Um, and I'll flat out say I hated that job 100%. Yeah. Yep. I was an account executive. I had a good role. I didn't get paid a whole lot until you get the commission. Um, and it was, I was only there for eight months and I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I moved on to work in Apple and I've moved up the ranks in Apple pretty quickly. Um, I, I'm very heavily focused on business and small enterprises there. Uh, and then also, you know, at the same time, um, the music thing was really rocky because when I left college, dude, I was, I was like, I started a music company. Mm -hmm. So like, that's a whole lot. I went from a musical artist when I was in high school to all throughout college to the last year of college. I was like, my buddy hits me up who has a 
uh, production degree from McNally Smith School, a very prestigious school that is not around anymore. Um, and they, he, he hits me up and goes, hey man, like I want to start this music company where artists can learn how to make money off their music. And I was like, phenomenal idea. Um, not a lot, a whole lot of people know how to do that. It's like a great area. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had the business knowledge. He had the production skills and the the knowledge of music and how to do that. And we kind of combined our heads and made a company called the Miles Graves Company. And he's still running that today. But throughout that, man, I had like a crazy opportunity uh, through CLM Presents. So I'm uh, I'm now an operations manager for them. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool to see that you went through like the corporate life and you're like, you know what, man, this isn't for me. Yeah. And then that, that opportunity kind of jumped out to you. And did that kind of spark like interest and in, like, oh man, like I could, I could make a career out of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean the, the corporate world was yeah, just to be clear, like it wasn't for me, but like I yep. could see myself yep. doing it. It was easy. Like in my opinion, it was easy. Right. Like mm-hmm. you follow a, a structure like, like you did in school, you follow processes and you get tested on the processes and you pass and you keep moving forward. I was sick of the tests, man. I was just, I thought shit changed when you, you know, I'm sorry about swearing, but I thought stuff changed, man, when you got out of school. You know what I mean? I wanted to mm-hmm. use my brain. I didn't want to use a system. I wanted to, I'm really innovative. I'm really different. I hated going with the grain. You know what I mean? I always went against it in school. Um, I always found my own ways. So I was really sick of that crap. That's like if anyone who wants to go to corporate world, if you are creative in any way, shape or form, you are going to hate it. So if mm-hmm. you're creative, do not do it. Um, but at least try it if you're curious. Right. So, yeah, then the, I got a call one day with total uh, when I was working out of my company gym and uh, downtown Minneapolis. And then all of a sudden this this guy who I've gotten every concert with, his name is Cato. Um, very well known around the scene, C-A-T-O, look him up, very well known in Minneapolis. And he was like, hey, man, like, you know, I used to used to do shows with me. I love your demeanor. I love your business. I love what you do with this company you started. I'd love to snatch you up and, uh, and you know, bring you along my team. He needed help. Now, it was at start just to be an intern. It was a huge risk for me. I wasn't going to get paid. Just go and try it out. Um, and it ended up working out. You know, my first gig was May 18th, 2019 uh, with uh, – Waylon Jennings, uh, I think it was his grandson, Struggle Jennings. So mm-hmm. very, very good act. Um, and I was just learning at that point, and then I ran my second show by myself the next day. <laughs> so that's was, pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah. So like, it was my calling for sure. And once once you find your calling, something you're naturally good at, something that like he, you know, he was like, dude, there's only, I think he said he's only had five employees in his whole life, and it was him, and then he has the DJ, and then there was two other interns he had to let go. And he was like, dude, you are the best intern I've had. I want to bring you on full time. And it was like the next day. So how long did you do that for? Um, I'm still being a concert promoter. Oh, I'm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, but I, I started May 18th, 2019. Mm-hmm. And now it's June 1st, 2020. So, I mean, I'm still going. So I know that you're a go-getter. I mean, just tell them by the way you talk and everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I know that a lot of people want to be and they say they are but they don't actually put their action into it. So like what's some kind of like tips or advice you could give people to just be kind of a, a self-starter and like kind of be like an entrepreneur almost. Yeah. Um, because that's essentially what, that's like the, the trend now. I mean, if anyone watches Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, he oh, yeah. entrepreneurship oh, yeah. quite a bit. Gary, if you don't know Gary V, look him up. He really will get you going. Um, that's actually how I decided to make the jump. Um, it's something called calculated risks. Everyone's heard that but not a lot of people know how to do it. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and calculated risks is what Gary V kind of talks about, talks about optimism, empathy, everything that our generation is lacking is something that he talks about. And if you're able to improve, just watch his everyday talks, listen to his podcast. If you're able to listen and take the gems out of it, that'll really help you become an entrepreneur. But first things first, um, have a solid job. Don't be stupid. The entrepreneurship used to be go drop everything, do it now, you know, all your money, all your resources and all your time. I don't believe that's the way to go. I believe it's it's the 80-20 rule, which yeah. is, you know, um, basically spend 80% of your time on what makes you money and 20% of the time on your hobby until it can turn into the other 80-20 if it can flip. Um, and 80-20, there's a lot of different types of 80-20s, but that's what I believe is that if you're – right now for me even, I spend 20% of my time at Apple and it used to be 80%. Uh, now I'm 80% with the company. So definitely it's worked. Uh, and I can see it being, you know, fully a career in the future, but it's hard to make the full leap because again, you talk about benefits and health insurance and there's a lot that goes into it. But if you want to start, do your research, listen to, you know, influencers that are actually successful, check their credentials and believe in mm -hmm. yourself is the hardest thing is to believe in yourself. Yeah. I, I think influencers are like, a huge thing. I'm not like the big like mainstream influencers. I like to go towards like finding, I don't know, smaller name people and kind of listening to them because they mm -hmm. they give like kind of better viewpoints almost and that everyone's not listening to. So I just think it's yep. important to have those influencers. Like, what are some influencers that you have? I know I've stressed this a couple times in a couple episodes. Like, what are a few of yours? Yeah, my top three, man. Uh, Gary V. Simon yep. Sinek is huge. Uh, he his his whole model of you know it's it's called the th uh, the rings. I think it's called the what is it called, man? Um, I forgot. God, it's oh the golden circle. That's what it's called. Look up the golden oh, circle. Oh, I yep, yep yep yeah. We we learned that in school, but like yep. it's funny, dude, because <laughs> that professor that taught us that I'm the one who gave him the idea, and I know I did. Uh, because I was the first person in the class that he was teaching and I brought that up. And once I taught it in, in a presentation, he taught it in every class. Um, and so that's definitely Simon Sinek, Gary V. I'm trying to think of another one, man. Uh, that's really my big ones. Other than my uncle, funny enough, my uncle's very, very successful, man. Mm -hmm. He turned a $10,000 investment into a $10 million business in 10 years, a lot of tens, but he did what it business, slowly. What business is that? So he started a business called Quantum Retail. Um, it's okay. nothing that people know about. But, I mean, dude, he's, he's matched with the best of the best. He's talked to Gary Vee. He's like, dude, he know, he's been up there. His name is Mike mm -hmm. Robbie. It's just people don't know about him because he doesn't want the attention. He never did. Yep. Um, but he definitely, those three people are my top influencers. Simon Sinek, Gary Vee, and my uncle, Uncle Mike, for sure. Yep, I'm, I'm definitely big on the influencers and i've talked about there's just this one account that i follow a lot and they have a podcast the real business owners i've seen a couple of people that have followed them so it's that's pretty sweet to see that mm -hmm. i've pointed that out to some people and all of that um so just like getting into your your work what do yeah. you what do you do on like a what's an average day for you or like what's a every day or like what's a weekly thing yeah, before COVID and everything happened yeah, in yep. the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Yeah, before all that craziness, um, which, by the way, I'm going to touch on very quickly. COVID, be safe. Nothing else you can do about it. Don't mm -hmm. freak out about it anymore. Um, but when it comes to the, you know, people talking about the riots and stuff, I've been yep. in the heat of it. I've been, my DJ's been in the front lines every day. Do not let the media, you know, basically tell you your truth. Um, that's not what it is. It's not, it, there's nothing true about what they'd be saying because I'd be there. 
I've been there to these rallies. I've been to the death site. I've been everywhere, and I'm making a video about it. But all I gotta say is love everybody, support the movement, and mm -hmm. support your community. And if you're a white male or white in general, be a listener and an ally to these people. Do not dictate or push your opinion. Period. That's all I gotta say about it. Um, yep. when it comes to, I know what was the original question. Hold up. Ah, <laughs> uh, just like a week or like an average day for you at work, oh, or man, bro, uh, what your weeks look like. That's a fuck question, Bailey, because like <laughs> I, I'll I'll literally have ten hour shifts at Apple, and then I'll come home and spend ten hours at home. So that's that's dead serious. So my average day is I wake up at eight or seven, sometimes seven thirty, like in between. Just depends how you feel. But if I'm really beat up, eight o'clock, and then after that, you go to work by nine, working nine to five at Apple. Love that job, phenomenal. Teaches you a lot. Um, and then from there, get home five thirty, eat, and then after that, work from six to midnight. And then go back to bed and do it again. Um, and that's not when I have shows. Because I, I work on my company from 6 to midnight, to be clear. I just respond to emails. I talk to artists. I'm the one who books the opening acts. Yeah. I'm the one who, who helps uh, facilitate the contracts with the main act. And I have to look all that info over. Then I talk to the agent. And then when you're done with all solidifying that paperwork, which is the boring part, you get to book the date and promote it. And then that's marketing. That's a whole other realm, man. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So is CLM, is that like, is that yours or like? Hell no. Um, CLM is a big company. It's got, it stands for Cato Live Music. That's okay. my boss. Um, okay. And he started this company years back with some people, some fallouts happened and he ended up being the primary owner. Right. Yep. Um, and then he uh, kind of needed help. He had some interns. He always had DJ Buddy Vegas. If you don't know who Buddy Vegas is, look him up. He was a DJ for GEZ. Uh, DJ for Mark Cuban at events. Big, big deal. Um, people sleep on him. And then him and Buddy worked together. And then after that, they brought me on because, you know, I wasn't full-time right away. They were like, hey, we'll see wh where you can help. And my manager said, you're an operator. And if you're ever told by anyone successful that you're an operator, that means you're meant to be an entrepreneur. Uh, it's definitely a key word to listen for. And I worked for free from May 2019 all the way up until February 2020. Um, wow. And then, and then from there in March is where I got my first paycheck, where this, this last March, before COVID, which everything was starting to take off for me, which is all right. I'm not, not going to complain. It's just another hurdle. Um, yep. And I did Mod Sons tour. Mod Sons is one of my biggest inspirations in my life. And I did a three-day tour, March 5th, 7th, and 8th um, on this tour that he's on. And he's currently going to resume when this is all done. Uh, and that was the best time of my life for sure. So what is it like working with him? I like I know that artists are, they have, they're just like, they're different types of people. Like what's it, what's it like? Mm-hmm. So my biggest, the biggest artist I've ever worked with was the baby, but I never really got close with him. Um, he was my biggest artist, but Modson was a whole different beast, dog. He, Modson is some, one of the coolest dudes on this planet. Yeah. End of story. No debating that. Um, and the reason why I say that, I've followed Modson's music since 2014. I mean, like, I've been a fan of Modson for six years, and I, I skipped my prom to go see Modson and Mac Miller perform. <laughs> like, bro, it was crazy. Um, and I didn't go to prom for that reason, and I love every minute of it, because I got to see the legend Mac, and I also got to see Modson. And Modson, uh, his name stands for Movement on Dreams, stand for under none. He is a positive character. He is not like any other artist I've ever worked with. Like, some people got egos, and I'm not going to name names. Like, some people got egos, and they be walking in here, and you can tell some of them don't have egos, and they be really smart and keen. But mm -hmm. Mod Sun was just happy, good vibes, didn't want any negativity, 
and just really was like calculated. I could tell he wouldn't talk much, but he was super calculated. Um, and it was, it was super fucking cool, man. Yeah. So like, where were you like booking these shows, like at a specific place or like different areas? And like, how was like, how does this stuff get communicated? Yeah. So the main markets we work with Iowa city, the Iowa city area, mainly, um, Minneapolis, Wisconsin, uh, some in Chicago and Ohio are trying to go down that way. And then my boss handles the Kentucky market in the down South that we're starting to, we're trying to spread out. Um, how that works is my boss, man, Cato, he, the process is literally just like this. Cato has the relationship with the agent. He hits up the agent, finds available dates. Once available dates are locked in, loops me in on the conversation, says Kevin's going to be operating the shows. So he needs to know what's going on. Once my, my boss handles that final paperwork, I then step in and say, Hey, we'll be marketing and we'll be doing this, um, based on the budget. And then we'll also be basically i'll be your point of contact that day of the show buddy gets looped in the day of the show and the day before he goes to the venue early with me we find the artist and book them uh if i find the artist and set them up and then once we get all their equipment set up man it's it's go time it's dj's dj's up there for 10 hours i'm i'm on stage and around the entire venue for 10 hours so I do everything from bringing the man water to doing tickets at the front door to yeah. telling everyone what to do security it's 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 awesome man it's it's passion it's, there's a lot to handle in my role but like it comes second nature like i said mm-hmm. so it doesn't even feel like work it just feels like fun yeah so would you kind of for the listeners would you stress the importance of like being passionate about what you're doing yeah a lot of people actually been asking me how do i get to this point and just understand this if you want to be in the music industry at all i was in the music industry as an artist i made a little bit of money off my music nothing crazy a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. but if you're able to do that and understand that side of the business and go to shows and kind of understand that side of the business, the music business side of it, um, as a listener, man, you really got to be passionate for what you're doing. There's a lot of hard work, sleepless nights. And there's, I've heard, I know people have heard this before, but I can't stress it enough, dude. Like yeah. I, I literally worked for free for over mm-hmm. half a year. I mean, because I just wanted an opportunity and that opportunity wasn't going to come without that. You got to be realistic about it. And if you struggle a little bit, you struggle a little bit. I mean, yeah. I was struggling in Winona. I barely made rent. And then I came out here. I lived on a cement floor for four months for free, unfinished basement, just lived on a cement floor with my desktop next to me. Um, and then once I got a job and enough money to rent, I started renting. Like, it's a slow moving process. Yep. A lot of sacrifices, too. I went into that. And can you just, like, can you give us a little uh, kind of – elaborate on stressing like the importance of uh i don't know just sacrificing things i know a lot of people they just they don't want to miss out on things or like they just they don't want to take these opportunities because they have to sacrifice and that's 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 fair because some people work so hard like yeah they have and they're like i don't want to lose it all and to be fair i did it in a very smooth manner i mean i'm only 23 and there are millionaires at the age of 23 dog but i mean like the the art of sacrifice is calculated and you have to be okay with it like for me, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I say this in my songs. I still make music sometimes. I lost the love of my life in a job that could make me millions. Like, mm-hmm. I literally lost relationships. I, the love of my fucking life, dude. It sucks. I lost, I lost like, a, a job that potentially in commission, my buddies were making $20,000 a month on commission. So, like, and it was basically their salaries would go from 35K to 100K in just a year. I mean, it was just insane that, that what I could have gotten, but 
I understood that I wasn't going to be happy at that job, no matter the amount of money and yeah. in the relationship. If if they're not supporting you a hundred percent throughout the times of hardship, when you look like you're a failure, because I looked like a failure at the time, and she wanted me to spend more time with her and my real future, she called it. Um, then whatever, man. Because no longer than a year after that relationship, now I mean, almost two years. I mean, I'm working with my idols. I'm making a little bit of money off that. I'm basically making two solid incomes off what I love doing, which is, mm-hmm. you know, learning technology and staying up to date and working with artists and helping them make an experience for the, for the, you know, concert goers. Yeah. What makes you so passionate about it? Like what, what gives you that urge? You just keep doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's a general, but good question because it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that make you want to do it. Yeah. Um, but mainly, dude, it's it's not the money or the big houses or anything like that because it's it, that my boss has that. I'll be honest, he has the big houses, he has a good income, he has a solid family life, all that good stuff. But for me, um, it's just being happy every single day, dude. I think about death a lot. A lot of people do. I think about it way more often than most people um, because I've had a lot of losses and my family life is hard to go into. But pretty much, like I grew up before Winona. I, People say I came from a really nice town of Prior Lake, Savage, Minnesota. They don't understand before that my first eight years of on this earth, I was homeless, living in attics. Mom was a meth head. Dad was alcoholic. So I want a good family. I want a solid life where I don't have to worry. And every day I can smile and be healthy and happy. Simple shit like that is what keeps me going. And the music industry, I believe, like, if you can have everyday fun at your job and every email is, like, fun and interesting, like, that that's that's awesome you know what i mean it's it's better yeah. than when i went yep. to work for a company where i would just be like okay well what truck do i have to buy for you today to get this <laughs> load across from california to minnesota you know how much is this going to cost per mile like shit fuck that dude yeah no i feel that 100 <laughs> percent. i definitely don't want to have that corporate lifestyle type thing i kind of want to have my own create my own schedule and just like grind the way that I want to do and then yeah. it, I, I feel like that's just the way I'm going to be most successful so that's why I'm, I'm just trying to go get into sales and that's what I've been pursuing these last couple months with a job and it's everything that I want so I've been putting my full effort into that and like and like it's taking sacrifice so i wouldn't have been able to start a company or do any of that without learning the corporate experience because Mm -hmm. corporate experience gives you one thing a consistent way to be successful and go up that chart's always going up for that company if they're a successful company so like they teach you that consistency they teach you hard work like those are things that you can get taught. Like, and again, being my uncle was a corporate life badass, bro. Like I saw him lead meetings with executives from China who he told off and no one would ever be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like there's some badass shit in there, but I mean, it just really, you really got to grind. I think to be honest, corporate life to be successful, you got to grind 50 times harder than if you were an entrepreneur because of how many resources we have now. Yeah. Like dude, like until your company makes a certain amount of money, which usually, and even in our realm, dude, I'm not going to tell you our taxes, but we don't even make a million yet. And like it, before you make that million mark, that's the fun shit. In my opinion, my uncle even told me once he hit his first million, that's where shit gets kind of downhill with the mood because there's so much riding. There's so much responsibility. Yeah. So there's a lot to it, man. But again, if people love that corporate stuff, I don't like to knock it, but cause it's not for everybody, but it is for a lot of people. Um, and I've met a lot of intelligent folk through that. Yeah, no, I agree. That's like, I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast is kind of like gave me a little thing that I created myself and it, it gives and enables me to 
learn and kind of hear people's stories and just get their their insight on that life basically and it's pretty sweet because then mm. I take that for myself and it yeah I just I'm glad I've been doing this and I do get like a little nervous for these episodes but then once I'm in them I'm like damn like I've already learned so much yeah. in the first 10 minutes it's pretty crazy yeah 100% so would you say you're a a goal setter or do you believe in setting goals and like writing it down yeah, I mean, to an extent, like, I've never been the guy to write something down in a notebook and reflect on it. I love stuff like that. I think that's super cool. But, like, for me, my goals are so incremental, dude. Like, you know, because I'm, I'm, I used to be like, all right, I'm going to make a million before I'm 25. That's a macro goal. Like, that's probably yeah. not going to happen. But you can make it happen um, if you really wanted it. But I set micro goals, which is incremental steps to get what you want in the future. So what I want and I told my girlfriend this the other day is my next goal is to make $100,000 by the end of 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just in revenue, like consistent yearly salary. That's what I want to make between my two jobs. Um, and that's not, a, that's not a bad goal. I think that's an incremental goal because how it started yeah. was, okay, I want to leave this job and be happy. Okay, I left and went to Apple. Okay, my next goal is... I want to go from part-time to full-time at Apple. Done. Okay. You know know what I mean? Like my next step is not have a, you know, a small company in music, but to work for one that makes X amount of money. And I got that goal. So, you know, it's very small. And remember Mm -hmm. that people will be dreamers and that's great, but yeah, don't don't be an idiot. I always say that to people to be a dreamer. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. So you don't really set any like do you have like a five year plan or like a like a ten year? Uh, I don't believe in that yeah. shit. You know how, how yeah. much shit can happen in five years? Yeah. Like, where were true. you in five years ago? I was more <laughs> college. Yeah. True. I, I know. I remember sitting. I think we had that first professional selling class with each other. Yeah, you, dude. You remember that being in yeah, that bro. group? Yeah. I know. That's, Just that's like the thing. Like five year plans are great. I hate love when professors say that, but. Back then, dude, my goal five years ago, by the way, I was streaming on Twitch and making money from that just to make beer money, bro. (laughs) That's what I did five years ago. And now I'm like, I have to worry about paying off a car and worry about all this other shit. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, Yeah, just being like, looking back now at being in that sales class, like the beginner one and looking to where things are now, I'm like, damn, I like would not have imagined where I am now that many years ago like it's it's crazy so yeah i'm not a big five-year guy i believe in the the yearly goals that you set for yourself mm-hmm. and maybe even look like three years in maybe just like life things of like oh maybe i want to buy a house or like things like yeah. that so yeah i mean because again like in a year I, I like to put stuff in perspective this way and when i talk about this i'm gonna take a message from gary v here i'm not complaining about covid right because it did stop a lot of people in their tracks yeah um but every generation has to deal with some kind of big hurdle, and this is ours. Um, yeah. And for me, I would have had, fuck, I think I would have done four shows already this year. So I would have done, and I did show. So this year already, I, I've done three, four, six shows um, already. And that was in February and March, right? Uh, and then I would have done already six more. With I think in three of them would have been with Riff Raff, a couple would have been with Caskey like some big hip hop artists. And that's obviously mainly my market. But what I'm saying is to put stuff in perspective is I would have already doubled my show intake and I would have already made X amount of money more. Who knows that every show I get a different opportunity is a different relationship with different people from the globe. Right. Yeah. Like I never know. So a year to me, a lot can happen. Like I also oh, yeah. like, 
this year I dropped a girlfriend, got a new one. Like it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and again, you just never know what's going to happen, dude. So again, I, I always like set six month goals, man. Don't set oh, yeah. three year like plans. That. Like if you want to have a three year plan or five year plan, like, okay. In five years, I want to like start a mortgage on a house. That's honestly my, one of my five year plans is like, if I really had to pick something in five years, I'll be 20, Eight, I want to have starting to have a family at that point, in my opinion. I want to have a kid before I'm 30, and I want to get a house and a mortgage and get married. Like, that's what I want to do in the next five years. So, it's a lot. Yeah, no, I like that six month goals thing, actually. I've, I've never actually thought about that, to be honest. That, that's a good point that you have. I mean, yeah, dude, you never know because think about it. For me, six months was May to December. And at that point, I've done what last May to December, I did 20 shows. Mm hmm. So, I mean, like, and that's a half a year. So, you know, at that point, it's like, who knows? And that, and I, in half a year, I was working at Total Quality Logistics dating a whole different woman. And then now I'm, I quit that job and dating someone else and life just drastically changed. So yep. six months is definitely what I'd be picking for any student out there for sure. Yeah, no, I like that. Do you ever find yourself being, like, just satisfied with how things are? Or are you always looking to, like, keep keep leveling up? <laughs> never never satisfied dude. Nope. And i'm very clear about that no hell no the minute you get comfortable is the minute I, I mean i'm fat but it's the minute you get fatter you know what i mean <laughs> like, and what i mean by that is you get greedy you yeah. see, like like dreamers aren't greedy like we're calculated and like if you're just going to be comfortable then you're just going to like be like, okay i'm cool with where i'm at now what i'm gonna get greedy and be unhealthy i'm gonna get greedy and you know unhe unhealthy things start to happen i promise you that the minute you start to to just chill and not do anything some people like that though like my roommate like man he he just be chilling he's had the same job for three and a half years yeah he loves where, where he's at um and he's happy and all he wants is like his you know his five-year plan is just to have a solid girlfriend like, huh. like, and some yeah. people just want that, man. Like, but so, yeah. like, I have very minor problems compared to some people. Um, so yeah, but yeah, if you're, if you're hungry, if you're an entrepreneur, the, you, you'll never be satisfied. And if you're ever satisfied, then you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. So exactly. I just feel like everyone's, everyone's different and I don't know, they just want different things in life. I know myself personally, I'm always just trying to find the next new thing and just trying to improve myself, basically just. Yeah. Always, yeah, always trying to find something new and leveling up. I think that's just really important. And I always stress, like, just don't be satisfied with something. Like, if you accomplish a goal, like, don't don't sit on that and be like, oh, I I, I did that. Like, I yeah. can I can be satisfied now and just chill out. It's like, now nah, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, and, and like again, if you want to take a breather period of like a month and be like, celebrate that, kind of sit on it, see how it goes. I got mm -hmm. no problem with that. You know what I mean? It just depends yep. on what that goal was. Um, but yeah, man, if you're, you should never be satisfied, dude, right. regardless in your relationships, in your, in your work, in your mm -hmm. fun, in your hobbies. No, try a ton of different shit though. To find your passion. That's one thing. Try 50 different things. People are always like, I don't know what to do. I have so many ideas. Like if you yep. have so many ideas, then just try one. You don't like no one. There's no right answer. If you had all the right answers, like life would be boring. You gotta, it, life's fun and exciting when you don't know what's going on. That's mm -hmm. also another thing being an entrepreneur. If there's a challenge, love it, own it. Like when people, when they tell you in, in, in school is what I really resonate with. In sales, you're going to hear 90 no's before you hear one yes. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Like it's, and that's truly how it's going to be. That's how it was when I was out there, man. I had no's every single day. I had people cuss me out and I was like, cool. <laughs> like, cool, man. Like, I don't care. Yeah. So, 
Just don't take it personal. That's a huge, I know a lot of people have asked me like to get some sales advice on stuff and I could like give some, but I'm not, I'm not the most experienced with it. And it's, it's good to hear just like what your thoughts would be on some sales experience on the younger kids that are trying to get into that. Yeah. ABC is a salesman. If, if anyone's kind of wondering, it's not always be selling as bullshit. Um, it, it is attunement, buoyancy, and clarity. Yep. Yep. Remember those three, remember those three. That's really big. Um, don't don't let that college knowledge just get thrown out the window when you. They leave. actually do the ABC now. They actually yeah. do that. Do they? Yep, they taught it like yeah. recently. That's how you do it, man. Because like when I was in there, I, f- I found that from an influencer, and I loved it, and I always went against what the professors were saying. Because attunement is when you're attuned not just with a customer or a product, but you're attuned with yourself. Mm-hmm. Buoyancy is being able to be again buoyant, float or sink in that time. If if you're facing challenges, you gotta float, otherwise you're gonna sink. Uh, and swimming by Mac Miller is a good representation of that. Yeah. And uh, C man, uh, you know, to clarity. Clarity is big. Clarity means if you're able to articulate a point clearly to someone without, again, like you're able to read the room, attunement and clarity go really hand in hand with that. You'll be a successful salesperson because, again, if I'm attuned with Bailey, I know exactly what he wants. And he throws a little, you know, left hook at me and says, well, I don't know Mm -hmm. if I want that. And I stay above (laughs) that grain and I go against it and I stay above the water and I'm able to clearly say this is why you want that. If you're able to see the ABCs and you're also able to do the fabs, the features, advantages, and benefits in collision with that, then you will be good to go. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google ABC of sales and yep. Google FAB of sales, two things that will make you a dangerous salesperson 100%. Nope, I agree. I've, I've, I've thought that, I don't know, I've always heard like, oh, people want to buy things from people they like, and I totally agree with that. I mean, they're not going to buy stuff from people they don't like i mean they're not going to create that relationship i think building relationships over just trying to sell as much as you can is way more important and it helps you out in the long run because i think if you're just short-term selling and trying to just sell you're just gonna it's gonna be short-term for you it's not gonna be long-term and continuing those sales till whenever i mean i think creating relationships is is key in sales so shout out to all the people that were asking me about that and getting 100%. into sales. So, yeah. Because again, like again, now I'll, I want I don't want to move off sales too quick because that's my degree, marketing and sales. And people ask me all yep. the time, how did I get to where I'm at in the music industry? Did you have to go to music school for that? No, man. Like business school is really good because this is what I believe. People think business school is easy. By the way, I want to slap them in the face because <laughs> it's that, not. They, they never had to do a presentation to their dean before. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh huh. Uh, it, it's just crazy that sales marketing and sales in particular marketing will give you that savvy, that per, persona, that, you know, macro level thinking, meaning like you're able to see the big picture and mm-hmm. you're able to like help companies with fun, creative things. Um, and you, it, it, it does help you be a very personable person because salespeople aren't that personable all the time. They can feel greedy. I feel marketing kind of helps with that coin. The other side of that. Yeah. And then sales is really good because it's just a matter of basically, and I don't like saying this, but it's true. You have a hidden agenda without looking like you have a hidden agenda. Like when I look at an artist, man, like Mod Son, I had a hidden agenda from the day I met him in 2014. I just wanted to keep in touch with him throughout all those years. I went to every little event. I went to, I messaged him on DM'd him until I got his follow. You know, and I, I did the same thing, man. People wonder how mm-hmm. to get follows from their celebrities and shit, even like they're gratifying matter. But like Mod Son follows me and every person I've worked with follows me and that doesn't need to happen. But 
like the reason why is because I have that hidden agenda. It's a good relationship. You're in a good communication. You're a good dude. You have good intentions. But that agenda is for them to be your best friend. Therefore, they'll always keep coming to you. And that that is the main point when he says, like way Bailey says, um, you know, people buy from people they like. Make mm-hmm. them like you. But don't try too hard to make them like you. If it's not a good vibe. Be it's yourself. Not a good vibe. Be yourself. Yeah. But like. Don't be overly yourself either. Read the yeah. room. Use the ABCs. Yep. You know, all that good shit. I like that. That's that's a good touching point right there. And I just, I just that's where the relationship comes in. Like you spent that time trying to build that relationship with him, and it paid off. And now it's it's yeah. It, hopefully it'll end up long term for you. I mean, well, hundred percent, dude. I mean, yeah. the man looked at me and said, "I'm proud of you, kid." I remember seeing you on my first show in 2014, and if they remember that, and then they remember six years later to who you are now. That will that that's the type of stuff that like I can die happy mm-hmm. because of that. Like or when I was with Riff Raff and, and to be honest, like Riff Raff is very creative, got a lot of stuff on his mind, but like he's very famous from MTVs from that realm of you yeah. know, need that that big business mogul realm and he doesn't need anybody under him. Very wealthy man. And when he tells you you're doing a good job, stuff like that, like just small stuff to keep you going every day. Um, very cool. Very cool shit. Yep. I agree. So, like, what have you found that brings you success, like, not only in your career or, like, your endeavors, but just life in general? Like, what what brings you success, things that you're doing? Yeah. Um, good question. <laughs> what brings me success? Uh, I think, like, we, we touched on before, be happy, man. Uh, yeah. Be happy. And that, that'll bring you all the success you need. And, like, how to get happy, sorry, excuse me, is very, like, very one track minded. Like you got to just be focused on, it's not like be a hippie and only focus on negativity and smoke a bunch. Like a lot of people yeah. think that's what happiness is. Happiness is whatever you enjoy. And you know, it depends if that's morally sounding or not, whatever you enjoy. But if you have good, good morals and you're a good person and you got good stuff on your side with good people surrounding you, that's the biggest thing is your environment around you. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the gerbil test, but like the minute you like, basically the test was, you know, gerbil was happy in a small cage with a good environment around it. Didn't need much, right? Was happy. But the minute it got put into this big foreign environment, it freaked out. It died in two days because yeah. it didn't know what to do. You have to surround yourself with good people, put yourself in a positive environment. And not everyone's able to do that. And that's back to the point of now. Uh, now it's pop culture of George Floyd. You know, for for white people, we've had this advantage. And that's a fact. Uh, and that's not that that's the privilege everyone be talking about. And that's just that I want to bring this up because not everybody can have that. I've met artists that have never had that privilege, but get to that point of peak of they've surpassed you and like they make a lot of money to do this and that. It's because they've they've broken what a lot of society has thought about them, fought through it, and they had to catch up to the race that we had a head start on. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there's nothing people can take that away from those people. So, and some of those people I'm talking about, I've met Jaron Benton, Locksmith. Dax, if you don't know these people, futuristic, like look them up. Like these people, Son of for Vegas, the baby, like they will all tell you the same thing. They're the hardest grinders they know. That is what makes you a good entrepreneur. Is yep. it doesn't mean don't sleep, you know, don't eat yeah. Yeah. yourself. <laughs> but the the minute you be you know that you be grinding and you're happy with yourself and content. Like every night when I go to bed, minus what's been happening in COVID, because I cannot be like some things will just stop you in your tracks, get over it, mm-hmm. you know, learn all the ways to be happy. But like when I was working 10 hours at Apple and then 10 hours, uh, you know, at night and then sleeping for four hours, like I'm happy. 
That's what mm-hmm. I like do. Not everybody likes that. Some people like getting to a point. Like my uncle made his cu- made his couple million and was like, "Cool, I'm I'm chill." But not everybody's like that. Yeah. Yep. No, and I think it's like it's honestly it's hard to say, and it's kind of a sad thing, but it, it is kind of difficult to like find that happiness for like yeah. a lot of people. Like it's it's not easy to do, but if you just keep trying new things and doing stuff and like grinding out like i feel like that happiness will be found it's not easy because i I feel like a lot of people have other people telling them what to do and they're not trying to do it for themselves they're just listening to others like that's that's another big point is stop listening to what others want for you like go do it yourself man (laughs) yeah like take it into it so take this into account 100 percent your parents will pave this path for you if you are a white privileged male. In my opinion, this is what happened to me. I got put into this good environment where I saw a lot of people our age and with, with, with what we do, um, uh, you know, follow this path, this fucking yellow brick road of this is where you're going to go. This is the things that you might encounter. And this is like, you know what I mean? Like they give you that path of this is what you should do. Um, I don't like that. I followed that path and failed miserably. And mm-hmm. I've always been kind of like older and more mature when I was a kid. So I'm able to see certain things. And while in college, I saw people being dumb. Like the people has that party phase, phase and stuff. I barely had a party phase. I was always focused because I always was worried about what am I going to do? I started college mm-hmm. as an accounting yeah. major, dude, failing every class. And I had a 1.4 GPA. And I ended school once I found out, once I buckled down, once I like found what I was happy doing. I buckled down and got cum laude. Like, so it, it's just a matter of really, really finding out, you know, what your passion is. And that's just by doing shit. I've already had at the age of 23, which I've had this in since 2014. In 2014, I've already had a podcast. I've already streamed on Twitch. I've already tried to make money off video games, music, and doing audio. Now these are all things six years later people are doing full time. Like, yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. It's try nuts. stuff because you, you try stuff because you will find the trends that make you money, and it pisses me off because I found so many trends I never made a dime from them. Really, I made small money early, and I should have realized. Like people would laugh at me, and be like, "Why are you playing video games and twenty people watching you? Why are you talking to your phone on Anchor?" I've, by the way, this month, I've had two podcasts now on Anchor already. Like and like, my first one did really well. Didn't keep up with it. The second one I got coming about music, which is called Kev's Perspective. Look it up. Just saying, um, <laughs> it, it's going to be dope. And like, again, like you just got to try a ton of different shit to find your passion. Cause I went from doing 20 different things and now I do a handful that again, a master of all, what is it? What's that saying? A jack of all trades is a master of none, mm-hmm. but to become a master of one of those things, you got to try it. Yep. Yep. I agree. Just, it's kind of like marketing. You don't want to market to all of the people or every single person you kind of find that niche in the in the market and that's what you want to market because that's where you're going to be most successful so marketing does relate to life a lot <laughs> like it, no it really does man it really does 100 percent. marketing degree is a really good degree to go for um, oh yeah that shit, that shit will change your life if you have like a business mindset if you don't have a business mindset you're like a very analytical person finance is super good for you yep. like my girlfriend or economics my girlfriend had graduated without degree but like you know, some people like to be creative, like the art stuff. Like, I'm just not that. Yeah, I know. I feel that marketing's kind of creative and all that, but it's more of just like yeah. having that open mind still. But it's it's not that artsy, but it's just being open-minded and being a grinder as well. I just, I like the business of just working hard and just pushing through. I know a lot of people like burn out from stuff, but I, I think just like 
getting through the burnout is when good things happen. And again, like we're still in that burnout phase, bro. We're I'm t- we're in our twenties. Just remember that. Like yep. we don't know we don't know shit. I'm just telling yep. you. Like I hate when people are like, you act like you know everything. It's like I don't. I I'm telling you my experiences, and I've, yeah. I've experienced a lot. But like on the same front, like I don't know shit. Like I'm 23 years old. I mm-hmm. just started in this music music business business, like the real music business side of life, which is like this is like where real music business happens for a year. I didn't hit that point until I was an artist all throughout high school from 2010 to 2014, all throughout college from 2014 to 2018. And two years after that is when I was like, okay, I'm finally scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's people don't see all the work that you put in for that many years. And then once it happens, they're like, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, dude, I've been, I've been putting the work in. It's just like, I don't, I'm not sitting here telling everyone that I'm doing it. So right. you got to put the work in to, to finally scratch the surface. I mean, 100%. Exactly. So just kind of wrapping up pot, my podcast, I kind of yeah. I asked my guests, uh, what's uh, one piece of advice for someone younger than you? Like what, what's something to uh, give someone to a younger person that they could probably use as valuable information? Yeah, Um funny enough i've asked this to a lot of people and it stumps them what's your value proposition statement that's my piece of advice think of that question look at what a value proposition statement is how can you sum yourself up in two to three sentences maximum but try one to two sentences to really challenge yourself Mm -hmm. so something that when a college professor did it to me i didn't know what the hell to do with myself dude same (laughs) the whole the whole point of finding out your value proposition statement is to find your value and where your value lies is where your happiness lies in the industry mm-hmm. that you want. That is really key. If you're able to sell yourself, tell someone in one to two sentences, this is why you should hire me or this is why I'm an expert at this or this is what I'm passionate about, use that value proposition statement throughout your whole life and I promise you that if you find the right one, you will be happy in your endeavors. Damn, I really liked that actually. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that to use like, I mean, a lot of people, like, companies have their value proposition and stuff, but, like, yeah. using it upon yourself is pretty key, too. Like, I like that. Easy to find a fucking value prop in the, in the core core values of a company, dude. Yeah. It, it's easy. It's it, it was it's so easy to make one. I mean, I made one. Um, and it, it's super easy. But, like, doing it to yourself, what are your three core values and what do they mean to you? And what are your, what's your value proposition statement to another human life? that's that's a tough one definitely think mm-hmm. about that no I, I definitely would have to think about that <laughs> but much love again for having me on man it was fun. yeah dude i appreciate you doing it I, this was really fun i i honestly i was just like damn i haven't talked to kevin for a long time i don't know if like how it's gonna go but i'm glad we did it and this is hopefully this brings a lot of value to people and for everyone think of your value proposition i think it'll actually open your mind a little bit so Thanks, Kevin, for doing it. Peace, love. Stay safe, brother. And much love, man. Have a good one.